Now let's get right to Tom Lydon, President, ETF Trends. We've seen record flows, no doubt, into ETFs. Um, people love them. They really do. Why do they turn to ETFs in record numbers? Do you expect that trend to continue next year and 10 years going forward? Well, uh, the evolution, Nicole, has been fantastic. You know, initially started with ETFs that represented the S&P 500 or, or, or the NASDAQ. Uh, then it became factor-oriented, then sector-oriented. Uh, now today, fast forward, the innovation continues. We've got active ETFs. We've got innovative thematic ETFs. You were just talking about cannabis. There are a whole bunch of cannabis ETFs. And Scott was just talking about space. We now have a lot of space-related ETFs. So any type of asset class, theme, model that you're looking for, there's probably an ETF that represents that. It's tax efficient. It's also very low cost. And they're definitely giving mutual funds a run for their money. Why are they tax efficient? So uh, without getting too nerdy here, because we can go down a rabbit hole, but the whole idea in a mutual fund, if they have redemptions, they have to sell stocks and sometimes low cost basis basis stocks, and that capital gain goes on to the current shareholders, those that have been left behind. In the fact, with ETFs, they trade baskets, and those baskets are not necessarily the stocks themselves. So since the, the, the stocks themselves are not, in fact, traded, they don't generate capital gains, but it still allows rebalancing within the portfolios and additions to the portfolios and redemptions without passing on capital gains to their shareholders. Great advantage today. Right, right. I mean, that's not to say only do ETFs, right? I mean, there's got to no, be No, no, you're right. It's all about choice, funds, Nicole. Right? Yeah, because yeah. there's some great yeah. fund managers out there for sure, and they're loyal shareholders. However, we're starting to see more and more adoption. Listen, um, mutual funds are still the only choice in 401k plans today for the lion's share of investors. 75 mm. cents on every new dollar that goes into Fidelity mutual funds today goes in via 401k plans. Right. ETFs are not uh, historically available within 401k plants unless you have some type of custom plan. But for most of the major companies out there, you're going to have choices of mutual funds in your 401k plan. And that well, works very, very well. Right. I want to get to some of the great ideas here as we talk about um, different ideas, right? You have uh, things that are related to all things FANG. You have tech ETFs, you have uh, country bias ETFs, commodities. Tell me about some of the names of some of the ETFs that you um, are enthusiastic about at this point. Yeah, well, what's surprising, you mentioned earlier, uh, the 10 years starting to creep back up again. The prospects on the fixed income side would yield so low, and after 30 years of declining rates, we know that they 40 in the 60-40 allocation in a balanced portfolio is going to have challenges in, in the coming years. And advisors and investors, it's one of their biggest concerns. Part of what we've seen out there, a lot of people are going very short duration, or they're actually putting it in money market funds. We have a record $5 trillion in money market funds today. The Barclays Ag, which is the benchmark, doesn't look that healthy based on rising interest rates in the coming three to five years. 
So what also investors are doing, they're looking for alternative income strategies. And in a couple, JP Morgan has an equity premium income ETF. Uh, Nationwide has a risk managed income ETF. These are actually equity opportunities with options overlay that generate about an 8% allocation. So it's a very stable investment outside of the traditional fixed income arena, which kicks off a very attractive yield. So that's something to consider. You know what, Tom? Let's do it backwards. I'm going to name something and you give me a few seconds on each one. Otherwise, we'll never get through these. And I want to give sure. our viewers the best chance here. So short duration cash. Give me the 10 seconds. I see JEPI and USI. Yeah. Why is Jeppy this good? And, and, and USA. So that's the case that I just made for those. They have about an 8% yield. Those are something to consider. And that's for a more of a short term player? That's really for an alternative income, somebody who's put most of their money in cash or short duration because they're scared about rising interest rates. Okay. So a lot of All people right. are looking for alternative income, right? And then you have uh, yield commodity strategy, PDBC, and then uh, the direction commodity, ETF COM. Yeah, well, we're all feeling inflation. It's the number one concern for yeah. advisors today for their clients. So these two ETFs invest in baskets of commodities. Uh, the, the interesting thing is gold has been the worst performing commodity in the last year. It actually overweights, Calm actually overweights those commodities who are doing much better areas like energy or areas like agriculture, base metals. Uh, it's something to consider so they go out of if their we way are going to see. the winners. That's right. right. So they sort of weighed it so that the winners are more heavily um, traded in that in that um, or weighted is the better word. Tell me about tech, because I see ARC, which everybody talks about, feels like every day of the week, the triple Q's moon. Right, right. So look, 25 uh, percent of the S&P 500, as you know, is in FANG stocks. The question is, will the FANG stocks continue to outperform in the future, or do you want to diversify into other areas, work from home stocks, NASDAQ 100 stocks, Kathy Wood with her active portfolios? These are something to consider because you're not getting proper weighting if you're highly correlated to the S&P 500. These are definitely some companies and or ETFs to think about with great performance going forward when you think about innovation, work from home, fast-growing technology. Yeah, and there was Triple Q and Moon there, folks, as well. And, um, and then you can go by country, right? For example, you could do a China ETF. Right. And look, there's been a lot of talk about China lately, the saber rattling that we're seeing with the U.S., a lot of concern, but this has happened for a long period of time. Our infrastructure, our markets are pretty much interwebbed with uh, China. It's not going away anytime soon. So when you look at K-Web, which is Chinese internet companies that benefit from citizens over in China and in the surrounding areas that are doing a lot of business online, something to think about that's down 30% off its high. So you're kind of getting a bargain. And then finally, EMQQ, which is global emerging market online internet companies that are benefiting from companies like the Uber of Brazil or uh, the, you know online shopping in India. Great companies, things to take a look at, and the prices comparatively to the higher valuations in the U.S. are very attractive. Tom, thank you so much. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for speeding through those. I just thought it was really great, and I wanted the investors to have something really actionable from this. Thank you. Tom Understand. Lyon, Have a President, great weekend. ETF trends. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You too.